1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
3: Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor, stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Good Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Welcome. Um, there are certain things in sports which are... I want to use this word, and I want to make sure I'm using it correctly in a sentence. You ever have a word you want to use? And you're like, man, I really want to use it, but I want to make sure that I, I make it, um, I, I, I use it correctly. Okay, so I, I wanted to think that uh, I, I, was, I was thinking that the Packers playing at home on a Thursday night, snowy Green Bay, two teams rugged trying to run the football, right? That's like what it's going to be, two, three yards in cloud, a cloud of dust. It's ubiquitous with football. I want to use ubiquitous. And then I, 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 upon getting ready for the show I was like, I don't think ubiquitous actually works. Do you think ubiquitous with football works? Jason Stewart? Like uh, I thought ubiquitous, actually, I thought it meant something and it didn't. It means existing or being everywhere at the same time, constantly encountered widespread ubiquitous is, is green Bay Packer football in the snow ubiquitous with football? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Is that the right word?
6: Doesn't sound like it. It sounds like uh, ubiquitous is like Kevin
3: Hart. What was that? What was it? What was that? was shouting in there? Synonymous. Synonymous with football. Synonymous with football? Is that a go? I got, I got Isaac Lowenkron giving me the thumb up. Are we okay? Ramos, you okay with that?
8: I'm okay with that, sure. Ramos if Isaac is said it, then uh, everything is good in the world.
3: Um look I, I just there are moments in sports where you're like that fits the sport for example Saturday night okay USC is playing UCLA in the Rose Bowl that's college football in in reality it's technically UCLA's home stadium it's not close to their 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 campus it's not close to USC's campus. Somehow UCLA has like 14,000 student tickets, which is the biggest bullcrap thing of all time. Like, there's only 25,000 UCLA students, and most of them don't care about football. So somebody bought up those tickets and is trying to act like UCLA is going to load up their student section. Anyway, the idea of the setting of the Rose Bowl, the the, the traditional colors, you know, UCLA has their gold helmets with the UCLA script. The Trojans have their... Uh, crimson helmets with, uh, with the Trojan on them, right? Like, that is, co- college football and the Rose Bowl are synonymous. Are we okay with that one, I- 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 Ilo? We are. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. okay. Baseball, like, there's, a, there's probably about 10 stadiums, but like, you know, Fenway feels like baseball. Just does. Dodger Stadium feels like baseball. Yank Stadium feels like baseball. And when two rivals show up, especially when it's like the playoffs... And, you know, like Houston, you got the colors and the fans and whatever, but Houston and Philadelphia in a dome that might be open. That's not synonymous with baseball. Dodger Stadium is. Or better yet, fall baseball should be played outdoors. You can see somebody's breath in there <laughs> constantly going to their hands, right? Like it was in Philadelphia. That feels like that's synonymous with postseason baseball. In basketball, I mean, there's lots of college arenas. Duke, Kansas um, just to name a few right cathedrals the Palestra where they do they still do the old school rollout banners and signs to make fun of the other school synonymous with college hoops I'll tell you what what's synonymous. Madison Square Garden you see these games in the garden I, I I've played in the garden it's I don't know why it's different it's just different it's just different it's cooler and then you get Lambeau field Lambeau field snow, You know, you still have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. Like, that's synonymous with football. This is a big night. And you're like, come on, dude. The Titans aren't winning a Super Bowl and the Packers aren't winning a Super Bowl. Like, okay, the Packers were built for this kind of weather. The Packers were built for this kind of game. And and while the, the hope has dimmed substantially, it's still very much alive if they can win tonight. And you have, you have Al Michaels, who is like the voice of sports in our lifetime. And I, I think it's it's going to be fascinating. I know Ramos, especially, Jay Stew as well, are really excited to see what they say pregame, halftime, and postgame as well, right? Andrew Whitworth, that's that's the one that's your favorite, Jay Stu? Uh, we,
6: yeah, no, I I like the way he thinks that. Um, just like saying something uninteresting, but doing a lot of laughing and smiling is is appropriate. You know, he could he could start doing games. Like I think Drew Brees would be pretty good at games, but just don't put him in a
3: situation where he needs to be opinionated. No, Drew Brees is bad at games. He that's why he doesn't do it anymore because he was doing game, Notre Dame games last year it was not good. It was just not good. But is that is that that's a fair I I thought I was gonna use the word ubiquitous and like that doesn't actually work. Synonymous is the word that works. This tonight's game is synonymous with football, right? Like you have Vrabel's a former player, a former linebacker. His team plays like you'd think Mike Vrabel would play. They run the football, like it's granted the Tennessee Titans aren't a trick because they're not the Oilers anymore, it's not a traditional name, but they've been around long enough. They're taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau, in the snow, Aaron Rodgers. Like, it just feels like football. Feels like football. But I think the Packers, this is one in which if they can win and be very much alive, you look at the end of their schedule, especially the Rams game does not look nearly as formidable. And they had the mini-buy before taking on the Eagles next week. And they still have the full-buy. So there's a lot of opportunities for them to get right. But you can't get right until you till you get back kind of closer to 500, and they have to win tonight. Um, with no dog in the fight, I do wonder, Jason Stewart, do you are you picking against uh, Aaron Rodgers because you don't like Aaron Rodgers?
6: No, no, I like Aaron. I, I like him as a person. I think he does. He makes some bad choices, um, and he, he probably says things he's not supposed to. But I, I like him as a person, and I like him – as an athlete, but, um, I, I'm out of the prediction game, man. I, Ah. there's no way in hell somebody with conviction can tell me what's going to happen tonight. Neither of these teams have been consistent and it's a Thursday night game. Nobody knows what happens on Thursday night. So, um, just for, for, uh, S's and giggles, I guess I'll take, uh, Titans and the points.
8: Why? Um... Am I done with Aaron Rodgers? I think he's starting to pick up his game a little bit. I know his first many weeks weren't very good. I'm not sure if that Watson kid is going to be somebody that is going to be a consistent person, or if it's just like a one week deal. Everybody that I've read on on in the internet have said like this guy's ready to go. He's the guy they want, but. I don't know. I need to see more out of him than just one game. So, well,
3: he just can't he can't consistently catch the ball. Exactly. Last time I checked, that's a big. But he's really fast.
8: <laughs> he's really fast. That's a big thing with the wide receiver, right? You gotta catch the ball. Well, and Lazard, I guess Lazard's really good too. So, you know, and the running, I guess, I think Jones and Dylan have done a good job, right, back there before him. So we'll see how it goes tonight. Well, they've had a
3: disastrous season. We'll see if they can recover from that disastrous season and two wins in a row, and then you get the mini bye before the Eagles could be just. Just what the what the doctor ordered. Uh, more on that game. My picks on it. Other experts' help on it as well uh, are soon to come. Plus, Rick Bucher is going to join us this hour. We'll talk some NBA, including what Kevin Durant has said about his old coach, his new coach, his teammates, and leadership. All of that to come. Plus, Brandon Whedon will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the Packers last week kicking the Cowboys, and also what it's like to play in Bedlam, which is this weekend. I'm going to go to that game, Oklahoma Oklahoma State in Norman one of my uh, favorite towns to visit. Welcome to the uh, Fox sports radio tailgate presented by the big green egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live cooking on a big green egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best shop online for free delivery. at The big green egg lifetime warranty, free uh, free home delivery, big Here's my question to you. Jay Stu. okay. Let's say you're in green Bay and I want to do today's show in green Bay. We probably should have. <laughs> okay. So I've only done this one. I've only done the tailgating and freezing cold weather once. And it wasn't that great an experience. I just got to be honest with you. And I was dressed for it. Uh, We were in, I was living in Canton, Connecticut at the time. My kids were really little. I'm going to say little dude was probably maybe one, was one. And the girls were like four. And a bunch of guys from my neighborhood got tickets to the Jets-Patriots game. It was on a Monday night. And so I took the day off work and we, we head up there. And if you know anything about Foxborough, it's just terrible to get into. Awful to get into. So we got there super early and then, you know, they have like a somebody had a truck and we put um, like a fire pit, like a mobile fire pit in the back of this truck and it kind of worked if you're a downwind but you basically got to stand it, it's like you got to stand so close to the fire, you're very close to getting burned but not close to getting burned. We cooked some dogs on it. We did, you know, we drank a bunch of beer or whatever. We went and watched the game. Now, thankfully, I know somebody in the Patriots marketing department. They got me sweet tickets, so I was warm. I was inside, and I didn't. I didn't feel bad about it at all. All the rest of those guys were outside, and I, I didn't feel bad in any way about it. But have you ever been to one of these games where you got a tailgate and it's freezing cold outside, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is awesome," and you're sitting there going, "No, it's really, really cold."
7: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem?
3: Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice. Wh- whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Hankook tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Just go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be.
5: So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Ravs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com.
3: Toyota, let's go places. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Uh, quick question for you, Ramos. Have you, have you gotten into Andor?
8: I have. I missed, uh, last night's episode because we were trying to catch up on the the crown on Netflix before. I know season five started, but we wanted to try to get as many as we could. And then I realized it was Wednesday and Andor had uh, had their next episode out. So we'll watch it tonight. It's
3: good. Uh, yeah. Uh, nine was probably the best episode to date. 10 is even better.
8: Nine was very good, yes.
3: Yeah, it's starting to kind of come together. You're like, what, what is that? What? It's so un-Star Wars-like, set in a Star Wars setting, and then you start to kind of
8: understand it. It's a, I like it. It's a good show. The Crown, you'd recommend? I do. You know, with the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, even though I love history, so I said, you know what, I'm going to watch The Crown, and it's been out for a while, obviously. I started, I really enjoyed Claire Foy. She played Queen Elizabeth the first two seasons as a young Queen Elizabeth uh, now we're in the third season, so they, they switch their cast, Doug, every two years. They just get rid of everybody that was in the first two years, and now they have a whole new cast playing different characters, obviously, as the Queen grows older and stuff like that. So um, this one's a little bit more historical now in the third year, where it's not as kind of a soap opera it's more dramatic now, so um, I'm getting into it, yeah.
3: Okay. Okay. I, I don't know if I would use that as a historical guide. Right? Like, <laughs> no, no. Like yeah. You know, historical. <laughs> thing. Like, you no, know, this is what really happened. No, no, no. Know? Did you read about that? Like, no, I saw it in the queen. So that if I saw it, yeah. but th- that's honestly what, I mean, people, yes, you're right. People swear. People think if it's a, if it's, if it's a show, it becomes the truth. And if it's documentary, well, then there's no questioning it at all. Right. I mean, that's, that's a huge part of, of this, the, the Kyrie Irving thing, which is like, it's not close to a documentary and it's even less close to being factually accurate, you know, like to wh- whose standard is this? Is this the truth? Um, anyway, that's, that's an interesting one. What you, uh, you, uh, Jay Stu, t- you know, we're, we're getting into, there's, I don't know if you saw this, it's like 3,500 college basketball games the next three days. Um, you got college football, you got rivalry games this, this weekend. And of course the NFL cranking up big one tonight. So streaming is kind of like a Tuesday and Wednesday and sometimes Friday event if you're going to do it at night. Where are you in the streaming? We're talking about uh, shows to binge and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, what are you currently on? I'm um, doing this thing
6: called the uh, the Patient. It's a, the Steve Carell show on uh, on Hulu. He's abducted by a serial killer, um, and he's a, he's a psychologist. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it. And by the way, I, I recommended-
3: It's pretty um, cool, but I don't know. I'm watching it, but I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. It's one of those things where you get so invested.
6: You're yeah, like you six episodes it. in and, like, and you're I like, I, I just want to finish it. So, yeah, I got it. Yeah.
3: And then, uh, but Ramos- I do that at restaurants, by the way. Say again? I do that at restaurants where I, I order something and I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm like, I don't want to be the guy that leaves a bunch of food in his plate. Just be wasteful. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know if you guys are like that. Like, look, last so last night. You just eat it. You
6: just eat it. Even if oh, you're yeah. not i Okay. Step it down. Absolutely. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, I never. I never send food back. I I should, but I never do.
3: No, I'm not talking about sending it back. I'm just talking about like leaving a plate full of food.
6: Yeah, I can't. I, do Like,
3: that. yeah, I can't do that. Like, I don't. I, I I guess you know. I I never. We never got to order appetizers as kids. So when I order appetizers, like everybody's gonna eat that appetizer. You can order your entree. That's fine. You're gonna eat it i going to eat it. Anyway, that, that's my same feeling I'm binging. Okay, so you said the patient's a maybe. That sounds like a no. What else? The,
6: uh, and by the way, I when we were watching the funeral for the queen, I said to John, Mike, have you seen The Crown? He's like, no, not yet. I, he said, you should watch it. I, that was my recommendation. I recommended it to John. Um, I'm, John, I'm, John,
3: how come there was no credit given? Yeah, to no, that that's, that was really weird, that's, that's John. Not, like you came not up usually out I, that I, I that you need to footnote, believe, that. Need footnote yes. that thing because no, you, I you believe be, Jason. some places, some friend groups, you'd get expelled from. Schools you get expelled from. Some friends services you get expelled from for not crediting I, the guy who turned you on to the show.
8: I believe, Jason, I don't quite remember, so that's why, but I, if he did, and I appreciate that, I apologize.
3: Senator, I don't recall that conversation. <laughs> i be the fifth.
8: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ilo, uh, what about you? You're,
3: Ilo is a cord cutter, oh, so that boy. means we ask him. Ilo has no idea about the a- actual sports, unless tonight, this is like right in his alley, right? It's like Amazon, like, man, I've been... Using, but now, by the way, by the way, their du- duplicate codes are going away from Netflix. Uh, Ila, what are you streaming on right now?
1: I'm ha- I'm going to have to adjust to that. I will be uh, tuning in to Amazon tonight, uh, thanks to John Ramos. By the way, it's uh, I-, I don't want to you know uh, expose any behind the scenes dirty details here, but anybody else find it creepy that Ramos's password is Big Stud eighty eight. I was a little troubled by that. But anyway, I will be uh, tuning in. That was a joke, by the way. Uh, No, I will be tuning in. That's actually
3: Suzanne's password.
9: Whoa! Oh, my God. I
1: will be... Here's why I'm going to be tuning in (laughs) in particular tonight. Uh poor Al Michaels, who's one of my all-time favorites. You can just tell the exasperation from having gone to the absolute premier game to the slop he's had to deal with in, in recent weeks. This has been the best on-paper matchup in the last what month. So I'm just hoping that it'll at least live up to that and not be a complete dog because I'm concerned about his mental health, frankly.
3: Why are we concerned about Al Michaels? Because! because I, I, what you're saying is, is not um, you're, you're not the only one who said it but like look dude if you're going to take that big check and you're going to keep doing this and you're going to leave NBC like and you're you're going to a startup like this is part of doing a startup I mean I you know I, I've done the startup with, with a radio network that wasn't easy but it's part of those things you got to convince yourself like hey man I, I got to be me I got to keep doing my thing because eventually the network will catch up to me.
1: Right. Chiefs-Chargers was one thing. Uh, Packers and and Titans is fine. But the problem is, no matter how much money Amazon pays or anybody pays for Thursday night, every team has to play at least one Thursday night game. So they're getting saddled with Dolphins-Bengals, Colts-Broncos, Commanders-Bears, and literally his name is is trending for that reason every Thursday night. So uh, I found that amusing.
3: We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10000 recommended installers. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Um, earlier this week, earlier this week, uh, Mark Davis gave the uh, vote of confidence to Josh McDaniels as his head coach. We'll get back to that in a second. First, let's get some breaking news. Here's Isaac Lowe and Tron.
1: Breaking news from Fox Sports.
3: Tim Graham, who
1: covers the Buffalo Bills for The Athletic, is just reporting that the Browns-Bills game is being moved to Detroit. And now, just within the last few moments, the Cleveland Plain Dealer is reporting that as well. So, two sources, uh, two outlets reporting that the Browns-Bills game is indeed being moved from Buffalo to Detroit. Back to
3: you. Why? Oh, because of snow? Yeah, the blizzard. Really? Really?
1: Yeah, not so much the game day, but leading up to the game day, it would mess with their logistics so much uh, that that's why they they would be moving it.
3: Like you didn't know you had a game in Buffalo, and they've had games in Buffalo in the in the in the blizzard, in blizzards before.
1: Right? No, it's it's just this particular storm, uh, the timing of when it's supposed to hit. It. it would play. I it. Yeah,
3: I got it. How much snow are they getting in Buffalo coming up here? They've had years where they've had just so much snow. It's crazy, you know. You get that lake effect, and it just dumps on them. Um, do we know? Do we know in inches and how many how many inches they're they're supposed to get? I'm looking at here, and um, four feet of snow. <laughs> do people understand how much four feet of snow is? Uh, Jay, stu, you've never lived anywhere else, right, Jason? I've never lived anywhere else,
6: but my entire family is from upstate New York. What are you eating? You, We're you, both you, eating, you, Doug. You could That's not okay. have caught me at a worse I'm, time. I'm, I'm, I'm a, sorry. I, I'm sorry. A I didn't see very full mouth of peanut butter. There's a conspiracy.
1: There, Doug, there's a conspiracy theory around here that you yeah. have a
3: secret camera
1: just to see when Ramos and Stewart are, are eating at the well, same time.
3: No, here's what happens. Here's what happens. So for, so for me, I have to time it out, right? I got, I got a couple minutes in between for breaks. And then oftentimes we record things during breaks. So now it becomes super My problem is not with the time I have to eat. It's that I have a tendency when I eat really fast to get the hiccups and the hiccups become bad. But I get accused all the time from like listeners looking at a mo, like, dude, stop eating when you're I'm like, I'm not eating. That's the guys. And honestly, I'm just gonna be totally honest with you guys. I actually like that you're eating. I actually like it and, and if you're a listener and you don't like the eating like we don't i don't really care because i want this i want it to be as natural and real a radio show like uh, you want us to sound all oh, button up you <laughs> want us to write out our takes we can and have a well i go to you and then you go to. i don't like that like it's around lunchtime we're we all sitting around here watching eating snacks and talking sports and talking dude stuff like that's the deal so i'm not mad at you it's just a peanut butter sandwich though no jelly
6: Oh, no, I, I put some jelly on there, but I got a f- like a fat scoop of peanut butter, Yeah. and uh, as soon as I put it in my mouth, yeah. you went to me. Yeah. At that point, there's no extracting. Right. I just yeah. need to s- suck it up and swallow or whatever, but it, to answer your question- Pause. My entire, upst- entire family's from upstate New York and western oh. New York, uh-huh. so I'm very familiar with the snowfall out there, and as you said, the lake effect, uh, four feet of snow is a- ton of snow gigantic amount not fun of
3: snow. to be in no uh i don't know if it's not like if, after it's done like the sledding has got to be insane right insane i don't know if i got i never told you yet no one no one knows this this is a great story so when i moved to connecticut to work at espn i used to work nights i worked uh, i had a show was 7 p to 1 a.m and after like my first winter I had uh, I sold my sedan and I got a pickup. Which, by the way, at the time, like here's where you're a dope that lives in Southern California. Now, I'd had a pickup before, but I got I had had an F one fifty and I got like a Silverado, uh, which is a which was great. The problem with pickups in the snow is if you don't put anything in the back, they're super super light. You think everybody like people who don't know think like a uh, a truck is like a heavy duty, and it's really not. the The bed is very very light, and so you're. You're going to fly around in the snow, even if you have, even if you put it in four wheel drive, it's not great. But, but I just, I thought of this thing where I was like, you know, I get home at one thirty anyway. Like it's not that much money to buy one of those, uh, hitches that hitch to the front to do a snow plow. Like I could totally do my job and then come home and plow everybody in the neighborhood's driveway. And then like make, you know, do you do like a hundred bucks a time? Like, and I was counting the drivers like there's 20 driveways on my street. Like Dude, every, literally every time it snows, I make two grand. If it snows 10 times in a year, you know, think about the money that I'm making. That's awesome. And then I was like, no, nah, no, I don't want to do that. Because, yeah, then I'd have to get there and hook it up and then make sure that I put the, the make sure that it's like a delicate art to how you do it. Um, plowing four feet of snow, that's a lot. And that's one of those, you can't wait till it all falls. Like, well, I'll just wait till it falls and I'll clear it off. Like, no, you get buried in. And, and four feet of snow does not count the snow drifts. Snow drifts are like, that's that's like, I mean, that's like the baseline. Snow drifts, you'll get like eight or nine foot snow drifts. That's a crazy amount of snow. Crazy. Ilo, have you ever w- lived where it snows?
1: <laughs> no, I've lived in Southern California literally my entire life. Despite many, many attempts... To move elsewhere and many southern california listeners encouraging me to move elsewhere to the point of sending me one-way tickets <laughs> that's
3: hysterical that's hysterical that's a lot of snow it's a lot of snow so much so they're moving to detroit uh, like you lost a home game because of the snow my favorite part of the new Bill Stadium is it's, it's outdoors, right? There's no dome. There's no retractable, no nothing. Like, hey, we leave without we playing in the snow. Like, yeah, but you might actually lose a game because of it. That's, that part is crazy. Crazy. Uh, by the way, here this is Derek Carr. He was asked about uh, Mark Davis backing Josh McDaniels this week. I have a little trouble with the computer there.
2: You know, for for nine years, and everything that we've all seen and and been through, and it, some tragedies, and all all the all the stuff, right? I, I'm so happy to hear that you know Mr. Davis feels that way. You know, I'm so happy that you know he loves Josh, he loves Dave, he believes him. and It kind of just like gave us a breath, like yes, like let's just let's just get better. You know, let's just be, let's work on being a better football team. Let's go try and win all these games. Let's go try and do all that of course, but let's just be a better football team and it kind of just let us know that the process, trust that process. Well, there is a process and we do have time during the season right now that we know like who our leader is and we know that we're rolling and 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 that gives us confidence as a football team. So it absolutely when he came out and did that, it's like whew, you know like, thank, you know thank goodness, you know, that kind of thing.
3: Okay, I do not know what's going on with his accent. It's getting worse, not better. It's so odd. And then that was just a bunch of word salad. I, I think he wants consistency. He knows that the coach is not the problem. I forget who we had on earlier this. The, I think it was uh, um, Charles Robinson who said that, that Devontae and uh, that, that Derek Carr huddled with Devontae and Josh McDaniels and it's about other guys in the locker room not being bought in, not being all about it, right? It's Honestly, it's the Vegas effect. There was a lot of concerns about it, like, Can guys function in Vegas? There's a lot of other things to do in Vegas, not, not name football. And that seems to be some of what's, what's bothering these guys. But what is going on with Derek Carr's accent? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, I, I, I know he went to high school and lived in Sugarland, Texas for a little while, but I, and then he played for Gruden who had that Ohio accent. It just feels like he's gathered a bunch of different accents and come up with this thing that he only does to the media. And there's no way when he's at home, that's how he speaks. Can I hear that again? Let me hear that again. It's a really long cut that he says nothing on, but let's try and figure out exactly what this
2: accent is. It really did. You know, just being here, you know, for for nine years and everything that we've all seen and, and been through and it, some tragedies and all, all the all stuff, right? I, I'm so happy to hear that, you know, Mr. Davis feels that way, you know. What do you
3: think there, Jay Stu? Uh, how can you identify what that accent is?
6: It sounds like a, an actor who has been taking courses on how to sound Southern, and he's just kind of a, doing a botched job at it. It there there's no uh, there's no do- way to identify its origin. It's really strange. Mm. Ramos had a great line the other day. He said that it sounds like uh, Elvis. And then we were oh. listening to the network later in the day, and we somebody the, else, uh, those hosts were like, "He
8: sounds exactly like Elvis, <laughs> <laughs> stealing John's material." <laughs> he didn't sound as much like Elvis on that one. He sounded more like Elvis on the one where he was crying, uh, the other or I shouldn't say crying, it does emotional. Sound
3: like it does sound like Elvis?
8: Yeah, the emotional one was a lot more of an Elvis sound. That one, not as much. But I'm just trying to see if I can find a Derek Carr from earlier in the season. Or early see, in his life. I like yeah, early, early in his life. Yeah. Early in his life and, and see what it does. T- t- maybe
3: he's taking on Elvis. That's a good That's a good one. Really, really good one.
8: What were you we going to say? Oh. This is from November. So it's about, okay. a, about a month. A month. Well, no, we're let's in November. Gotten, right now. Let's see if it's got more. Go <laughs> I thought we we're, were in December right now. Okay. Uh, here's from a mock, October. Let's see how okay.
2: this sounds. Whenever, you know, we get everybody back and healthy, it'll be awesome, but that doesn't guarantee that we'll win more games, you know.
3: A little no, bit of a twang there, right? It's the same. No, it's the same. It's this weird kind of confluence, like, I kind of took on, I mean, Lincoln Riley has it. Lincoln Riley is from, I think he's from Texas, but, you know, he coached with Bob Stoops. Okay. And so if you listen to him, he sounds like he's from Ohio. He's got that Stoops accent, you know, and, and people assimilate to the people that are around them, right? Obviously, except maybe at LSU. Um But that's a weird, it's a weird thing that's going on there. Yeah, I don't even know what he said either. Like, I have no, I'm so lost. He just, there were just odd things about, let's roll, we're rolling. You're not rolling, you're bad. And all he has to say is, I don't blame the coach either. Good, Mark Davis, that's my head coach, I'm playing for him. There's a lot of words out in there.
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
3: For others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free roadhouse protection for two years, Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Is this a remix of
8: Burn Down the House there, Robin: It is an alternate version on the Speaking for Tongues uh, deluxe CD. This is like another version they did and didn't like it, so they did the one that we all know today. I actually like it. I listened to it yesterday and went, oh, I like that. But there you go.
3: Who sings, uh, who sings that?
8: that that's, that's, the, the that's the Talking Heads. Oh, David Byrne right. on, vo- on lead vocals there. Mm.
3: Talking Heads. Other big songs Talking Heads did? Uh, once in a Lifetime Underwater. Oh, yes. Yeah, that Psycho was, that Killer. Was, uh, that was uh, Once in a Lifetime. What movie was that? I, that feels like...
8: It's been in some movies, yeah, the Once in a Lifetime song. I don't know what they are. I'm like you. I don't know what they were specifically, but you're right. It's been in a, a movie that you probably... Are thinking of it's on top tip tip of your tongue,
3: uh, Jay Stu, do you want to hop in? What, what song Once in a Lifetime is, is in?
8: Um, the movie, I have no
6: idea. No, I know psycho. Down, down and been Out a lot in Beverly movies. Hills. Oh, okay, okay.
3: Do you guys remember Down and Out in Beverly Hills? Yeah,
8: Nick Nolte and Nick Nolte. And who was the person that was oh, he was a down? Oh, it was Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, uh, Nick Nolte was the bum. Yes,
3: so funny. Like 80s movies, that was a good movie. There was a lot of Beverly Hills. There's Beverly Hills Cop and Down and Out in Beverly Hills, right? They're similar times. It feels like Down a uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop feels like like '88. That one was like '86. Beverly Hills Cop is '84. '84. Yes, it was before.
8: Yes, before Down and Out in Beverly Hills. And then there's also Beverly Hills Chihuahua. What? Which is <laughs> when you have the kids. Which was the pizza
3: one? Was there a, a pizza delivery oh. in Beverly Hills? Wasn't it? Beverly Hills Pizza Boy or something
8: was it? Like Can't Buy Me Love with um, McDreamy. Uh, but Can't Buy Me Love
3: is is similar. But there was a there was a wasn't there a Pizza Boy movie? It was actual- hmm. we'll have secret. to look this
8: one up, Doug. I think
3: I, I think it was like Beverly Hills Pizza Delivery or something like that. <laughs> I, I could <laughs> the actual up. name maybe, of maybe, the movie. Maybe that you had maybe it is Can't Buy Me Love. See, Can't Buy Me Love. I remember that McDreamy. He he mowed people's lawns. That's correct. That was that was he had a riding lawnmower.
8: Yes, and he wanted to be popular. So mm-hmm. he 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 got he had a girl get him into the popular club and then he became so popular that he forgot about being his a real friend. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Yes. That you don't and, see that in movies a lot. That that running thought, you know, guy gets big, forgets about his friends. That's was a unique unique movie thought. It is? No, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's every movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, that's what it is. Um, uh, what do we think of Kevin Durant's, uh, Ke- Kevin Durant's quotes? It, there's a couple of things here. Um, I was thinking this is interesting. So Chris Haynes did the, did a sit down with Kevin Durant. Do you guys know Chris Haynes' background? Anybody? Do I know do you, Chris Haynes? Yeah. You, you know who Chris Haynes is, right? Yeah, I know him personally. Yep. Okay. Do you know his background? Um, I don't. I believe Chris Haynes was like a security guard. And like, I, again, I, I, I'll have to go back and and, and remember, but I want to say like he was like a security guard who then like made it to, like he's a guy who's like an alternative hire or whatever, but he has unbelievable relationships with these guys and became like an elite level reporter, right? And now he does like sidelines for, for Turner. He's worked for ESPN. He's kind of worked for everybody. He's one of these guys that dudes really, really like him. But it's because he's like a normal, regular guy. Anyway, um, KD sat down with him. All right? And it, it was, I believe it was after they got blown out by the Kings, which is a weird timing. But he said a lot of things which have, have generated a lot of attention, as everything he says does. Um, he said this about a trade request. It wasn't that difficult at all to request a trade because it was about ball. I went to them like, yo, I don't like how we're preparing. I don't like shootarounds. I like practices. I need more. I want to work on my stuff. Hold me accountable, etc., etc." et, cetera, et cetera. Um, He claims to be having fun. He claims that, that he's more lockstep with Jock Vaughn because they're preparing better. And he claims that people who say he's not a leader, they're asking him to do things that leaders don't do. Like, why don't you make Kyrie Irving fall in line? Why don't you make him get vaccinated last year? Why don't you do things? Let's welcome in Rick Buecher. Rick's covered the league for, I don't know, 25 years now and does it for Fox Sports. You can read his work at FoxSports.com. Also has his own podcast as well. Buke, what do you take of, of uh, Kevin Durant's comments to Chris Haynes?
9: Well, the timing wasn't very good to be singing the praises of Jacques Vaughn and better preparation, considering it. I believe it landed right after they gave up 153 points (laughs) to the Sacramento Kings, Uh, and uh, so there's that. I I had a scout say to me um, that wasn't. They gave up 153, and with all due respect to the Sacramento Kings, that's not run TMC or seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns. It it also comes at an odd, the comments come at an odd time because they're still mired in the controversy of uh, Kyrie Irving and trying to resolve all, all of that. There are times where Kevin Durant will come out and speak his mind. And I've always appreciated that he will tell you what he's thinking, but in this case, it, gives you an idea of why the Brooklyn Nets, in spite of their talent, are the way that they are. Because it's not just a matter of leadership being convincing Kyrie to get a vaccine uh, uh, and, and play, even though that's exactly what Draymond Green and Steph Curry did with Andrew Wiggins. Identical situation. Andrew Wiggins to this day still wishes, will tell you, he wishes he hadn't gotten the vaccine, but he did. Uh, ended up being an all-star, ended up winning a championship with the Golden State Warriors, uh, and everybody's moving forward. So you can have your own personal thoughts, beliefs, whatever. If you're playing for a team and you're playing for something, sacrifices have to be made. uh, Or you don't get your end result. And that's the part that I don't think Kevin gets. And it was disturbing that he would say, he would focus on that as a thing that is reflective of the misunderstanding of what leadership is. And then later in the comments, he's throwing his teammates under the bus, as well as Steve Nash, saying, well, you know, look at our record, but what what do you expect for the guys that I'm playing with? Um, Again, making a comparison to how Steph Curry handled uh, the year that he dragged the team to the play-in, he wasn't disparaging about the guys around him. He was, even now, with Clay Thompson, whatever it is, it's, I'm going to pump up the guys around me. I'm going to try to get the most out of them. Whatever that might be, that, to me, is leadership. That, to me, is part of being the best player on the team, whether you like it or not, well, if this, you this want to have success.
3: This actually, and I've never been in that position uh, because whenever I've interviewed somebody, I am I'm a, a, like an analyst at heart, but it's also the way in which right. I interview. And I, I mentioned Chris, who has his his rise has been meteoric, and he's really well liked by players, which is a huge part of the industry. Right? You have to have uh, you have to be liked. You also have to be respected on some level. Shouldn't there have been some? Can, is this a place where you can have pushback when you're Chris Haynes? Again, I I haven't conducted these where you sit down and you get, let somebody talk with him because like. Isn't the simple pushback is like exactly what you're saying. Isn't that what leadership is? Like, help yeah. me out here. Like all of these things saying your teammates aren't good enough, which no one's going to argue with you, but you can't say it. Right. Right. And I understand that that trying to convince Kyrie to do something might be the opposite of the right tact, considering how confrontational he is and how defiant he is. He might do it. He might not do it just out of spite. But isn't that what leadership is? Is there a place there when you're conducting an interview like this for pushback?
9: Well, you're asking me to comment on the state of sports journalism in general, and um, no, it's, it's
3: more—it's more from your well, personal perspective. You have done this is this is yeah. this is your field, right? This is somebody yeah. asking me about hey, if you do a, do a three-hour radio show, like you've done this at the highest level, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's
9: you you would well, but it's the state of sports journalism today. Those those tough questions, whether it's in a post, and I've been going to a lot of games lately, um, and the the questions are softball questions. Every single question, no one, everyone is afraid to ask a pointed question, and I can only suggest that part of it is that, to your point, access yep. is everything. Yep. And so reporters will roll over and 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 not ask a tough question for fear that it will cost them access and and legitimately so and that's in part because the league is not making access required to a certain extent it's because, um, the outlets are not demanding that those questions be asked like it's oh you have access well we don't care whether it's legit or how you got it we just want access and so it's it's and when i say you know it's a comment on sports journalism it really is i've been i've been in this for a long time and i just think about the guys that uh, mentored me, the guys that I saw and I aspired to be, and there was a couple things there. One was you asked the tough question, and I, I admired the guys that were not afraid. You know what? It doesn't have to be incite, uh, and you don't have to incite a riot. You don't have to be accusatory, but you got to ask the question. And those questions now are not asked, and and it takes a certain amount of bravery. It also takes your outlet. To back support you up,
3: you. gotta support you. That's a big thing. They gotta, they right? gotta support you, to support yeah. you,
9: a hundred percent. And uh, and and so that's not that's not happening. And then the other part is if you're going to t- if you're going to be critical, if you're going to write something, you got to show up in the locker room the next day. You got to give that per- you got to give that player, you got to give that person, you got to give that team the opportunity to to respond if they didn't they didn't like something potentially they didn't like something that you wrote or you said like all of those rules of engagement have gone out the window and so it's it's look it's it, it's tough for me to see how sports are covered today because i can't i can't do that i'm i'm not going to you know, we build relationships you know how this works you build relationships but You don't hand over the keys to the car. You have to have a certain uh, amount of autonomy as a journalist where if somebody comes to me and wants me to break a story, they're going to give me a story. But I have to write it the way that they want me to write it. It's like I've turned those down because I can't give away – I just can't give that away. Well, that I don't – looking around – I don't see that everybody is holding to that, and they're being you know they're being rewarded for it, so i can't blame them but it's it's different rules of engagement than I came into the business with
3: um what's what is the actual level of concern from the warriors with their failings on the road
9: I don't think it's just failings on the road I think it's overall um it, it it's it's not there, and uh, they're they're deep considered considering the solutions aren't there as much as Clay Thompson may say we're about to go on a run and I'm about to come out of it. They realize that they defensively they don't have a whole lot of answers um, clay thompson he's not this is the this is the biggest difference that I see with the warriors is that in their heyday they had three. Stoppers, defensive stoppers. Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green. The only guy left capable of doing it is Draymond Green, and he can only do it in spots. Gary Payton and what he did coming off the bench last year was a big help. Uh, the veterans who were able to play off of the Warriors and the fact that the Warriors got healthy at just the right time last year while everybody else was getting hurt, all of that came together, and I think it gave people the – illusion that they were taking that this was another dynastic run about to start I don't know that that was ever the case with I don't know that the Warriors coaching staff ever quite saw that I think they realized that the young guys Jonathan Kaminga James Wiseman Moses Moody like they made the transition into making those guys instead of Violica and Otto Porter and Gary Payton. And you may say, well, what's, what's the big deal with those, those names? Well, all of those guys know how to be role players. They all know how to play off of Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay and do their roles, which is defend and be available to knock down open shots, be in the right place at the right time. They just don't have that now. They don't have that intrinsic basketball IQ and understanding coming from the young guys those young guys you're asking to play roles they've never been role players before. now you're asking them to play role players on a team gunning for a championship. It's just it's a bridge too far and um, and you compound that with the fact that you don't have any wing defenders when that used to be your strength. Clay Thompson can't is, is getting forget his shooting defensively he's non-existent. Jordan Poole's never been a good defender. Like, who's defending? I mean, you just go down the list. They can beat a San Antonio Spurs team and, and wallop them because the Spurs don't have anybody who can create their own shot. You play any team with dynamic wings, the Warriors are going to be in trouble, especially without a rim protector. I love Kavon Looney. He's a great player. I mean, he's a great role player. Right. An intrinsic part of their championships. But he's not a rim protector. So you got leaky uh, defenders on the wings, and you have no rim protection. That's a recipe for disaster. No matter how many points Steph Curry shoots, uh, scores.
3: Um, what's the deal with Wiseman?
9: <sighs> that's it's that's a story that I'm I want to dive into. I will say this: I like being around that team uh, this season. Um, Wiseman wants. To be good, I, I think he's. I think he's a good kid. Um, he seems to want to be more of an, or has the ability to be more of an offensive weapon than a defensive weapon. So it's his. He's, um, he's a misfit in terms of what they need him to be.
3: Right. The role um, that he, the role that he needs to play is not the role that he wants to accept. And yeah, he uh, combine that with the fact that he's. Hasn't played enough basketball at that level. He's not even ready to, for for, yep. for either yep. role.
9: It's all it's it's all of that. It's all of that. So in a way, you know, the Warriors keep saying, you know, he's he's got potential, and we're not giving up on him, and all that. And I and I get all I, I get all that, and I get it from his demeanor, where they genuinely like the kid. I just don't know that he can improve and develop on the timeline necessary to make good on what this team has left. And I will add this and and I've been told this by by people on the team. It's like you know, for all the problems that Wiseman has defensively, don't ignore the fact that they got a lot of other guys, the veteran guys who aren't playing defense. So it's not like you can you're asking him to uh to be the eraser or the fixer for a lot of other defensive issues. I don't know if he could play the role that they need him to play if everybody was playing well, but you certainly can't look to him defensively and say, take care of all the mistakes that everybody else is making that that's you're clearly asking him too much. And here's the other part is with the, with the, the team at the age that it is and the lack of practice, like how do you get, I understand why they sent him to Santa Cruz because you can't you're not running 5 on 5 to give him every opportunity to, to to tune up his defense the only way you tune up defense is playing and playing 5 on 5 they can't afford to do that in in real games because they're losing them and so how, they don't practice so you can't do it there so you really don't have any other choice but to send him to Santa Cruz and hope that he can get some of those defensive principles down and bring them back.
3: Lakers had a, a, a four-day break after beating the Nets, but they're mm-hmm. still 3-10. You got the Pistons, mm-hmm. the Spurs, so you, you got, set, I think, three games, something weird, three games count up against the Spurs. So you got some no. wins to where you can get, you should be able to get closer to 500. But, and they, and they have an Ed Schroeder, and he's close to coming back as well. Yeah. Uh, but this, this is this is even with Russell Westbrook statistically playing well since yeah. going to the bench, they still yeah. aren't winning. Are yeah. they? Are they going to ride it out? or Are they going to try and fix it?
9: Oh, uh, I've been told. I've been told they're writing it out. That it's a matter of uh, if there's if there's any cavalry coming, it's they hope that all of the things that are happening with the Brooklyn Nets. Prompt the Nets to finally just waive Kyrie and make him available, and they would then they would then look to pick him up. That that to me is 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 one angle. But um, you know, I'm t- talking to to people around the league about the Nets and the Lakers and what they're expecting, and they they feel like the Lakers, the Net, the Nets. It's now we got to see what we can do now because we're probably tearing this thing down in a year. For the Lakers, it's we're playing for next year. We're looking to see what we can do once Russ's money comes off the books and what we have. And we still like that. That's my my understanding is it's not like the Lakers are going to chase and try to make some big bonanza of a move in order to salvage this season. I I haven't heard that from anyone. Not saying it can't happen, but no one's given me any indication that the Lakers are thinking that way.
3: Puke, awesome stuff, man. Great insight. Good talk. Let's do it again. Thanks for joining us. You got it, Doug. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the
7: premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.